change. But I'm encouraged and excited to bring the word. Um, let me just pray, and I want to bring the word with all my heart this morning. Dear Lord, I thank you for the opportunity to bring your word this morning, Holy Spirit. Honestly, it is, it is a, a humbling experience to be, um, to be called to preach your word, Lord. And um, I just pray that you'd help me to preach in a way, Lord God, that uh, is, we're able to, Lord, I'm able to, Lord God, with your help, Holy Spirit, um, share what you have for people, Lord God, this morning. Only you, Holy Spirit, can do the work in people's hearts. And I pray that you do that. And we thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen, 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 amen. I'm excited to bring the word. I really am. You know, there are some sermons that I feel like, uh, you know, I mean, all sermons are important. Don't get me wrong. But um, I, I just I hope that this morning you'll be able to catch this more than just um, listen and say, oh, that was a good message or whatever, you know. And, and ah, yeah, that's great. Um, a few good points there, Pastor Dave. I, I hope that this morning you can catch, catch what God has for you, because I, pl- I truly believe He has something special for you to, you know, go into revelation and to understand, you know, the fullness of what we are able to experience in Christ, right? Living in today's day and age, I really want to share that. And I've titled this sermon, and not to be clever, but I, I feel like it's important to kind of put a bit of a title on the sermon. Which, uh, which I'll, I'll share with you, is the king speaks. I've been talking about the king speaking. The king speaks a covenantal upgrade, a covenantal upgrade. And I want to share a little bit about that. Before I do, you know, I want to give you a little bit of a practical example. And maybe this will uh, help you understand about the upgrade to some degree that I want to share with, with you about. Who remembers the um, Nokia 5110? Does anyone remember the Nokia 5110? Yeah, so do I. I'm 40. Of course I do. <laughs> right? Um, I remember the Nokia 5110 and it was uh, a bit of a bulky phone or whatever. You know, it, it was quite heavy to put in your pocket. You'd have to go to the gym to work on your um, strength just to carry that phone around. Right? Yeah, it was, it was like a brick. And um, even before that, there was probably phones before that. But the point I'm trying to make is, you know... Um, Obviously, now there are things like the iPhone, right? Um, we prefer the iPhone than Samsung. Sorry, Samsung people. Um, I don't know if that's a controversial subject. <laughs> I'm kidding. It doesn't matter what phone you have. But the point is, right, phones now, um, what you have available in, in the, the phone, right, is all kinds of applications. You can pretty much run a lot of your life, emails, banking, right, your gym program, whatever, on this phone, right? The 5110, as you know, the best feature of the 5110 was Snake. Everyone remember Snake? The one game, right? That was the best feature <laughs> of the 5110. And it's, it's, it's kind of like what I want to share with you, and I, and I don't mean to be irreverent because I never would you know, want to take God's word, you know, comparing it to a phone, nothing like that. But what I want to share with you is the new covenant, right, compared to the old covenant is, you know, it's in a way like the Nokia 5110 compared to the iPhone. It's like, and if you're not aware, right, of the features of the iPhone, the features of the new covenant, you can still live your walk with the Lord like you're living with the 5110. Well, I can call somebody. 
I can message somebody and I can play snake. And that's, the, that's, that's as good as it gets. Let me tell you something. God, you know, bringing Jesus to this earth, dying on the cross, conquering sin and death, he opened up a whole new world for us as Christians to walk into the new covenant. I want to share a bit about that. And let me just do a little bit of a recap of what we've been sharing about. First of all, how the king spoke with the old covenant. So I've said this before, but I'll just give you a quick re re recap. God has always been speaking in order to reveal his nature, always from the beginning. However, not everyone was able to hear it. Okay, Under the old covenant, direct revelation by the Spirit was largely only available to the prophets. The prophets were a select group of individuals who were specifically called to hear God's voice on behalf of others. They would hear from God, and then they would, you know, through dreams and visions, and then they would pass on the message, prophesy the message, right, to God's people. How would you know God is speaking through the man of God, through the prophet? He would share what God was speaking. When the people acted on what they heard, and also the opposite is true, when they didn't act on what they heard, right, they were able to partner or not partner with God and witness His manifest presence. That's how it was. This pattern, it continued into the incarnation when as the living Word, Jesus, He came to reveal God's life, giving power and the fullness of God's nature. We see this. Jesus comes to earth and suddenly, right, we're, we're experiencing, we're seeing God, we're witnessing God in person through Jesus Christ. He's, uh, uh, the fullness of God is in Jesus Christ. But let me talk for a moment about the limitations, right, of the old covenant. The limitations, like I was sharing, there are limitations of the old, the 5110. There's limitations. You can't do too much, right? There are limitations to the old covenant. There really are. And let me share it from the perspective of Jesus. Imagine that. Jesus giving us an understanding of what was old, right, was old, and we need to embrace what is new and what he is doing, right? So let me share this. God's, word, God's words were confined to a physical person in a geographical location. Imagine that. So imagine in today's day and age, if I was to hear from God, I would take an airplane, I would go to Jerusalem, and I would see the man of God, right? I would sit under his ministry in the location with the man of God. In the Old Covenant, it was confined to a physical person or a geographical location. But now picture this. Now let me go further with this. Let me bring some amazing truths to you before we go into the new covenant. The disciples, now let's talk about the disciples. They had face-to-face -face time with Jesus. Imagine that. Face-to-face -face time with Jesus. Three years of personal tutelage. They were with him all the time. Daily object lessons, right? Understanding, right? One-to-one um, -one mentoring, understanding what is the heart of of our God through Jesus every single day. 
open access to divine wisdom on contentious issues and current affairs. Imagine that. You know, the, 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 the latest thing that you hear in the news and the confusion that that brings. Then you've got Jesus in your midst and you can go, Jesus, what do you say about this? How do we navigate that? Quite an incredible Incredible time, incredible time of history. It would have been easy for the disciples to hear God's voice. It would have been as clear as day, right? As God's word in flesh, the Bible says in John 1.1, 1, 1, as God's word in flesh, everything Jesus said was the direct word of God. He's speaking and the disciples are hearing, they're listening the disciples could talk to Jesus about God's kingdom as they were walking down the streets of Jerusalem. What's God's kingdom like? Remember, imagine trying to comprehend what Jesus is saying, the creator of the earth, with you. They could ask him questions about their personal lives over meals of bread and olives. I could actually imagine, I, I put myself in the, in the uh, scenario of sitting there with Jesus and, you know, I've just had a... Um, a disagreement with my wife to say, say it the best, and Jesus knows exactly that. Imagine that. <laughs> you're sitting there, and he knows that you've got, you know, a few things on your heart, and you're frustrated or whatever. Imagine being in that place, sitting with Jesus and having a meal with him. Quite incredible. Quite incredible. Walking down the streets. They could ask him questions about their personal lives. They could listen to him preach about salvation on the temple steps. They're sitting there and they're hearing Jesus. Hearing from God was straightforward with Jesus in their midst. Quite an amazing picture. Put yourself in the scenario of the disciples. It would have been an amazing time. So, so, could you imagine the disciples' horror when Jesus announced he was leaving, they've got access to divine wisdom. They're able to hear from God through Jesus every single day. And he announces, I'm actually leaving. But Lord, how are we going to hear from you? How's that going to happen? How will we know what to do? Good question, right? It's a legitimate concern. You've got access to divine wisdom to Jesus Christ, and he tells you, I'm leaving. Jesus was about to commission, right, his disciples to take the good news into the whole world. <laughs> and he's leaving. How is that going to happen? The disciples' job was to lead a movement that would have worldwide repercussions you and I are the worldwide repercussions of what was about to happen amazing amazing but they had never seen a church before think about that we know what a church looks like in today's day and age but what was in store for the disciples to live out they had never seen what that looks like they were hanging with Jesus, following Jesus, watching every step that Jesus took, learning from
from what Jesus was speaking about. Taking it to heart. They had never seen a church before. They didn't know how to take the gospel into new nations and cultures. This was, as we know, an exclusive people to start with, wasn't it? God's people. Taking the gospel into nations and cultures, how is that going to be achieved exactly? They didn't know how to take the gospel into the other nations or cultures. They barely understood what Jesus already said. How many times when you're reading the New Testament, the disciples, Jesus has spoken, they're scratching their head and they're going, um, please explain to us what you meant by that. And Jesus would sometimes lovingly, he would kind of go, you know, I'm, I've been with you all this time and you still don't know what I mean by this. And then he would explain it. But they barely understood what he was saying sometimes, although they were with Jesus. But listen to this, church. Listen to this, because this is where it gets very exciting. Of course, Jesus knew this. He knew his disciples would have questions after he left. He knew that. He knew that the mission that they were to accomplish without hearing from divine wisdom was impossible. He knew this. He also knew that they couldn't handle all his answers at once. Have you ever tried to get all the answers that you're searching from God at once? <laughs> Imagine if he allowed us to know what's ahead. Allow us to have that perspective of what he sees compared to what we see. We probably couldn't handle it. He's a good God. He's a wise God. He knows and he even knew with the disciples, you can't handle all the answers at once. Now listen to this passage of scripture. Now listen to the life of this scripture because it means everything of what he's about to say. In John 16, 12, it says this, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, however, that's an important however, when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He will guide you into all truth. He will guide you into all truth. For He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak. And He will tell you things to come. When He comes, He will guide you into all truth. Guess what, church? He has come and He guides us into all truth today. And now, this promise is alive now. Now listen to this scripture. This scripture blows my mind. It really does. John 16, 7 says this, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage. What? To my advantage that I go away. Imagine that, Jesus with us. And he says to you, John, John, it's to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin. And he still does. And of righteousness. 
and of judgment. And hallelujah that there is conviction. Hallelujah He doesn't allow us to stay the way we are. He takes us from strength to strength, from glory to glory to become more like His Son. Still conviction of sin because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Can you believe the words that you are hearing? Honestly, when I was reading some of these words, I couldn't help but have a frog in my throat, thinking, thinking it is to, to my advantage because you're about to pour out your Holy Spirit on all flesh. And He's going to be with us. And He's going to guide us into all truth. And how much do we need that in today's day and age? Where the world is searching for truth. Where they don't know what black is anymore or what white is anymore. So much confusion. He will guide us into all truth. Jesus begins to outline details of the new arrangement. One that has been promised long before. Moses' long-awaited wish. Wishing to be in the position that you are in. That I'm in. The great Moses. The longings of Jeremiah, Joel and Isaiah. The promise had finally come to pass. We have to catch this. This is not something just to get here from one ear out the other. This is precious. This is life-changing. This is life-giving. This will not allow you to stay the same way as you are. This promise fulfilled. God's Word would no longer be confined to a physical person in a geographical location. That is not the case anymore. John 4.21, I love what Jesus said. He says, Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain in the place nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship that what you do not know. We know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews. And of course, as I said, what was about to happen on the day of Pentecost was was huge, massive. But the hour is coming and now is, and now is, and still is, right now. Right now, when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father is seeking such to worship Him. God in spirit and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and in truth. Now listen. Jesus is saying that in spirit and in truth. Jesus knows that the Spirit will be poured out on all flesh. In truth, He just told us in the, in the verse earlier on that the Holy Spirit will lead us into all truth. You will worship Him in spirit as He's poured out and you will worship Him in truth because who's the revealer of the truth? The Holy Spirit. Can anybody say amen? Come on. After Jesus' ascension came the seismic, huge, humongous shift on the day of Pentecost. Now listen, I shared this a couple weeks ago, but now we've heard from the Savior. Now we've heard the background of what He is speaking about, what is about to happen. Jesus is saying, it is to your advantage. 
on the day of Pentecost, the Spirit was poured out on the entire church. Many signs and wonders occurred that day. But notice the first point of Peter's sermon, quoting from the prophet Joel, he declared that the Spirit's outpouring meant that everyone, everyone, young and old, male and female, could now receive revelation messages in the same way as the old covenant prophets wow church we need to get this because this jesus who walked the streets with his disciples they could ask him about situations of their life and he would give answers but it's the same right now through the spirit through the relationship of the Holy Spirit, to be able to say, Holy Spirit, help me, guide me. I don't know what to do. Give me divine wisdom. Speak to me. This situation seems impossible. This person in my life seems impossible to forgive. Help me. Help me, Holy Spirit. We can hear from Jesus now through the Holy Spirit. Amazing. They could all hear God's voice in dreams and visions and speak them forth as prophecy. Prophecy is hearing what God is saying and speaking it. And I want to share a little bit more about that next week, about dreams, visions, and you know, what we can kind of expect, how we can kind of hear God to bring that to life as well. But in Acts 2.16, it says this, But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. This is what was fulfilled. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. I think I'm entering to the old man category, turning 40. I, <laughs> I will dream dreams. Hallelujah. Every person who chose to follow Jesus could now hear directly from God without the mediation of a prophet. The gift was not only given to the people assembled in Jerusalem that day, because Jerusalem's a long, long, long way away. Who's been to Jerusalem? Anybody? Pastor Sue, wow. Pastor Sid, fantastic. Oh, Carla, cool. I'd love to go. Love to be able to walk the streets, see where Jesus you know, would preach and teach. Wouldn't that be amazing one day? Maybe we'll do a church missions trip. How good would that be? That would be awesome. Right? But without the mediation of a prophet, it was, it was assembled now. This, this gift was not just given to the select, exclusive God's people, the Jews, but this was now a fulfillment of prophecy as Peter proclaimed, the promise was for those who lived in Jerusalem and beyond. I think Australia is the most beyond nation I could ever think of from Jerusalem. I don't know. Judea and Samaria and all who were far off. Acts 2.39 says this, For the promise is to you and to your children. Your children. And to all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. I thank God every day that he has called me and he has called you. If you are here today, he has called you. 
to be in this place, to be able to have the opportunity to make Jesus Christ Lord of your life, to be able to enter into this place where you can hear the beautiful voice of God directing you, guiding you through life, convicting you, teaching you. Now everyone could receive the power and knowledge of God through hearing the Spirit's voice. Everyone could access the divine wisdom and revelation of God for themselves. That makes the act of receiving the Spirit with the capacity to hear God. I cannot believe that. Just a powerful, powerful thought. Think about if we embrace that church, what that would look like for your individual life. For my individual life. Would we continue down the same path that we sometimes travel that leads us to calamity? that leads us to frustration, that leads us to discomfort? Would we, would we continue down the same path? Or would, if we embraced the voice of God in our, in our life, would he say to you, there's a better way? Why don't, you, why don't you try it this way? Why don't you humble yourself, as the Bible says, right? Why don't you humble yourself and go and ask for forgiveness, for example? What would it look like for your individual life if you embraced God speaking? He speaks now. I can have his direction in my life. What would that look like? Would we stay in the same place that we are today, tomorrow? Absolutely not. We wouldn't. We'd continue to grow in him into the fullness of revelation that he has for us as we embrace his voice as we embrace him. Amen. Instead, instead of hearing, so let me now share what happens. And I'm coming to a close. So I don't know if I shared earlier, but I talked about the limitations, the limitations of the old covenant. And then the other part of the sermon that I was meant to say, but I forgot, was the limitless new covenant. The limitations of the old covenant the limitless new covenant. And that's what we get to live in. But listen, listen what happens. Listen, listen to what happens. Jesus has spoken to his disciples. And he's saying that, you know, I can't give you everything right now. I can't download all that is ahead right now because it's too much for you. You, you won't be able to comprehend it. You won't be able to take it in. <laughs> you already have a hard time understanding me as it is. But wait. When I go, it's to your advantage. The Holy Spirit will come. He will guide you into all truth. This is what he says. Now, now look what happens. Now look what happens. Instead of hearing God's words directly from him from a, or from a prophet in, in one specific person, in one geographical location, instead of that, they heard from the Spirit. They did exactly, they experienced exactly what Jesus said. The Spirit remained with the disciples so they could receive God's communication whenever and wherever they went. Whenever and wherever they went. And it is the same today. Whenever, for you and, and me, wherever, highs and lows, we can hear the communication of God speak to us. Just as Jesus had led them into truth while he was on earth, now the Spirit 
would guide them into all truth after he left. And I've got a couple of you know, scriptures or references to scriptures of what happened as Jesus said. This is without Jesus there. I mean, he's there through the Spirit, right? The Spirit spoke to bring salvation and healing in Jesus' name. And the Spirit still speaks today about salvation and healing in Jesus' name. He still speaks about that. The Spirit was, he gave instructions about the church and what it should look like. Like I said, the disciples had no idea what a church looks like. But as Jesus said, he revealed all truth. This is what it ought to look like. This is what, it, this is what a church should, it should look orderly. There should be structure somewhat. <laughs> not too, not too, too rigid. <laughs> Blessed are the flexible, for they bend and they do not break. Quote Pastor Sue. And Pastor Sid, absolutely. Right? The Spirit spoke to lead mission into new areas such as Cyprus and Macedonia and Australia. And Australia. How is that going to be possible? A select group of people. Now we're here. The Spirit speaks, continues to speak. And to new people groups such as the Ethiopians. And we're about to have a missions trip, go to Ethiopia. From a far off nation. Incredible. The Spirit spoke about personal situations to bring people into closer relationship with God. And he will speak to you about personal situations. I know that when you come to church, you come from all different scenarios in the background. You carry, people come to this church carrying things, burdens, right? Things that sometimes weigh us down. Isn't it beautiful that the Spirit, he spoke about personal situations and he still does. He still speaks to you about personal situations to bring people into closer relationship with God. The reference, the biblical reference, obviously, is to share with you that this is not me making things up. This is the Bible. This is what was the case. This is what is the case. And to show them how to respond to new challenges. Revelation, speaking to the, to the churches, the challenges that they had to navigate, speaking and saying, this is what you ought to do. This is what you ought to say to this church. Each time, I'm finishing church, each time the message of Jesus was applied by the Spirit to new places and situations. Each time. And it continues. And it will continue until it reaches the ends of this earth and glory to God that we have a opportunity having a heart for missions having Sid go recently coming back this week having some of the guys go coming up in, in, in very very shortly I'm going to one in July God willing of course last time I planned on going to India it was cancelled <laughs> but amazing that 
Every time the Spirit speaks into new places, into new situations, each time it was consistent with what Jesus had already said. And there's a very important point right there. Next week, we're going to speak a bit more about how do I discern if I've heard from God? Well, right there is a little bit of a giveaway. Each time the Spirit spoke, it was consistent with what Jesus had already said. Remember, I read the scripture earlier, the verse earlier, not, not in his own authority, but what he hears. He's given the instructions of what to say to us. Whenever the Spirit spoke, whenever the Spirit spoke, it furthered the ministry and mission of Jesus. Whenever. And still to today. When he speaks, it will continue to further the ministry and mission of Jesus Christ in your life, in my life. We will continue to hear from him. He will continue to you know, rid us of our imperfections, of our you know, flesh that lingers around sometimes to be able to embrace the calling and the purpose that he has for every single one of you, every single one of us. He has a calling and a purpose for you to live out for His glory. To fulfill the ministry and mission that He started. We are now in the position to embrace that by hearing the Spirit speak. Can anybody say amen? Why don't we have the worship team come? I want to pray.